Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Hoop Scoop Pod. My name is Nate with my pod pal, Phil. Season's greetings. And we are here giving you guys a little bit of a Christmas special episode for episode 10. Uh, going to cover some recap things, going to cover some things looking ahead, and then uh, some uh, cool little superlatives. So looking mm-hmm. forward to it. Mm-hmm. I'll be merry and bright, it seems. And let's get right into it. All right, Phil, now that we're in the holiday spirit, let's talk about who we got on our naughty and nice list Who's getting a fat stack of presents and who's getting a lump of coal when it comes to... something sweet under the stocking. Exactly, when it comes to Christmas Day. So let's start with our nice guys. Who do you got on your nice list for this Christmas? Nice, good guy, I'd have to go with Shea. He's playing just a beautifully well-rounded game. He's he's crashing the boards and he's just dumping assists over tiny little point guards because everybody's tiny to him when he's 6'6 and just a honking man. And he's just, he's getting buckets. We thought he couldn't, like we, when we got him from college, saw him from college, we didn't think he'd be able to score at every level immediately. And we weren't sure about his three-point percentage because we were like, yeah, he's making them. They're kind of consistent, but like range is changing and he's got kind of a wonky jumper. But I mean, just as the game last year, he showed that he's like a present player and he can be good now. And this year he's kind of taken a large step forward in what we thought would be a great season. And so who you got? Who you got for your presents? Yeah, uh, well, I can't, definitely can't disagree with you on that one. Um, I had some doubts about Shea coming out of college. You know, I knew he would kind of be a, a guy that could affect both ends because when you have that much length, it's it's hard not to be a plus defender at least. I remember sweating because I was like, oh, if the Knicks take him, they'll not have any space for Frank Nilakina and it'll piss me off. He's definitely just a better Frank at this point. But, yeah. Um, but, yeah, he's really – I mean, out of all of the the – the war chest of assets that the Thunder got from that Paul George trade, um, you know, at this point, nothing's more valuable than Shea because he's money in the hand. Yeah, and exactly, you can say whatever you want about all those future picks, but right now it looks like Shea is a solidified, you know, really block. like a blue chip. He's a block. Yeah, he's a blue chip prospect uh, for that organization, um, and I, I I like the fit in with the Thunder right now. Chris Paul, you know, we'll see how long that lasts, but having that kind of like mentor figure and. You know, it's working pretty well in the basketball court. They actually, I, I think the Thunder could be a playoff team. They're, oh, yeah. they're sitting at 14 or 14 right now. It sounds um, like Chris Paul is not going anywhere, though. So, I mean, he'll be around, and he's a, a obviously a plus contributor. And, I mean, you want SGA running the offense and learning how to do that, and he's going to get a whole year, what it seems like. And, like, even when Chris Paul's on the floor with SGA at the two, that's just two very well-facilitating guards that can play off of each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't disagree with that one. Uh, for my nice list... I'm taking somebody who, his numbers don't pop off the screen. Um, he's a you know he's a star in this league and he has been, but you know his percentages are okay. Um, he hasn't really put together too many downer performances, but I just think he's doing a really good job of, um, playing his role as kind of the leader of the team, um, managing the team, facilitating the ball, facilitating the team uh, with his assists and scoring when he needs to, and that's Jimmy Butler. Big dog. Yeah, I think Jimmy Butler. You know. He's not shooting that great. He's shooting about 44% from the field. His three-point shooting has been not not too good. He's almost not even 30%. But I think that's going to get better. Um, but what does pop out is he's averaging almost seven assists, 6.8, which is a career high, six boards, and 20 points. So he's playing a wholesome game. Uh, very wholesome, very, innocent, yeah. sweet, and tempered. He's, he's um, picking up tough assignments on defensive end, which is always good. That's kind of... That's what you know. Jimmy Butler used to be known for. 
back in his Bulls days, everybody kind of talked about him being that that two way guy, a dog. Yeah, and people, kinda, I feel like people kind of got away from that, and maybe maybe he got away from that a little bit too. Maybe he kind of fell into that um, superstar score role, but I think he's really starting to fill in more as that that glue guy who can also just score the ball, get the bucks when they need. And the Heat are playing a really just just a really consistently good style of basketball where every night it seems like a different person is stepping up. Uh they're playing as a team, they're playing as a unit. And you know, Miami, people I know people some people are high on Miami, but um they're sitting at third in the East right now, which uh I don't think that many people thought they were gonna be, and there's no reason they can't go up to two. I mean, besides the Bucks uh, Miami's playing as well as anybody in the East right now, so hats off to Jimmy Butler out in South Beach. Yeah, it sounds like he did some soul-searching out there, and he just found his roots. He's like, I'm a dog. Woof. Man, he started, he started barking a little bit. Um, <laughs> you know, and I've said this before, I think Miami's kind of been searching for that guy that she just kind of turned to and, yeah. you know, just, just take the reins. Um they they've been star hunting for quite some time. Miami's <laughs> always been a precarious like spot for me because they literally always for the past like four or five years they've had like great role players that are mm-hmm. just kind of filling spots. They're like a I'd say a shabbier version of the Celtics where like there's no like blue chip prospects that are kind of turning these from like role players into like studs. It's just like these literal like journeymen, Kelly Olynyk. Um, well, Bam's Bam's coming along. Oh, I'm just Bam's saying. Having that I'm year. just saying. Yeah, but that was. I'm talking like the past four years. Yeah. Like they had Dion Waiters, they had Kelly Olynyk, they had Goran Dragic, kind of guys that were like you know, not crazy um, productive or like we're gonna do something like amazing for you, but they were solid and knew their role and could play their role really well. And you just put them together, just a conglomerate good team. That's what you would get. And they needed someone like Jimmy, and when he came on, he's just been playing well. And I think Bam just kind of turning it on on top of what they got from Jimmy getting him, just made them how good they are now. Yeah, Miami's definitely been a surprise for me. Um, you know, I thought they were a playoff team, but I saw them kind of hovering in that six. six yeah, you know, like four to six, I thought. You know, in the middle. Okay, okay. Like, not really a fringe team, but also not like a top-tier team. But um I think Milwaukee's kind of a class of their own right now. But besides that, you know, they're at the top of the East. And, you know, if you're a Miami fan, you know, you're – you're hoping for a spot in the Eastern Conference Finals, you know? There's it's no, possible. There's it's definitely no, possible. They got a lot of... A lot of they depth. They got arsenal guns. Yeah. They have arches. They're just one of those teams where any given night, like, a different guy can hurt you. And yeah. those teams are always tough to deal with. Yeah, it sucks because you got five guys that can just go off in your face. A lot you of shooting. You don't want any men yeah. going off in your face. Mm-hmm. No, we definitely don't. Mm, yeah, That's no, bad yeah. news. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's, let's pivot to some guys that... They're getting coal. They're getting a lump of coal in their stocking yeah, this year. Yeah, they're, and They're running down Christmas morning in their Buzz Lightyear pajamas, slipping on <clears> stairs, <throat> but they're like, it's okay, whatever. They run down, open up the present, lump of coal. Yeah. So who's your pick, Phil? My pick, I'd probably go with Mike Conley. Yeah. Big hopes. Big. High, sights were high. Yeah. On the Jazz. I was a fan of the Jazz. I don't think I was a bigger fan of the Jazz than I was. I thought that... I made a bold prediction before the year that the Jazz were going to have three All-Stars. That was really... Who were your three? Gobert, Conley, and... You don't think Bogdanovich? I thought it was going to be... I thought it was going to be Gobert, Conley, and Donovan Mitchell. Mitchell. Yeah, no, I know. But you didn't give any love to Bogdanovich? No, yeah. Obviously, I mean, I probably Mitchell should have. going to be the number one. I don't think any of them are going to be All-Stars <laughs> yeah, now. Nah, probably... Mm, I don't, we'll see. Mitchell, Whatever. I don't think Besides so. the point. Guess, let's, let's, let's get back to Conley. What's going on with him? He's just... Uh, we don't know. I mean, he's <laughs> had. I mean, he's had a lot of injury history, and he's coming off surgery from... Not the summer, but like right before in the spring. 
And I guess it's just like his age and everything's starting to catch up to him, which is a shame, but it really just happens. It's the shitty way things go. We all know how it goes. I'm sure you know how it goes. You're getting old in your age. No, yeah, definitely. Yeah. The joints are starting to hurt a little bit yeah. when, you, when you run. Yeah, and you just, you, like, it just is out of your control. Nothing yeah. can stop the, the father of time. Yeah, I mean, Utah, it hasn't been the start they've wanted. Uh, I mean, Utah's always been one of those teams that's kind of feasted on, um, like, they're not going to lose bad games, so they, their record never gets, like, that um, down because they're going to win the games they have to. And that's showing recently, if you look at their schedule, they've won... The last five games against the Hornets, Hawks, oh, yeah. Magic. The games they have. Yeah, ex- and that's what they do. Um, but it is alarming that they just they haven't seemed to compete. Um, when the lights the, are bright. Yeah, in those primetime matchups, um, they got blown out by the Lakers. Um, they they lost to <clears throat> the Raptors by a pretty nice margin. Uh, and their offense is just looking, it's it's looking clunky, and that's not that atypical for. A Quinn Snyder team. This has happened the past few years, but you thought the curve would be a little quicker this year because of the pieces they added. It seemed that they, that would be that was their focus in the offseason, like right. making sure that they had guys who can create. And uh, Mike Conley was obviously one of those guys. And they don't need the ball in their hand. Mike yeah. Conley can have it, but he's just as fine with Donovan Mitchell running the show, and he can hang out and just get some easy, easy. Yeah, spot and Conley's just not. He's not looking like that dynamic player that he has been in the past. Um, I'm not gonna write Utah off yet, you know. No, there's still they got a lot too of cool of a name too. Yeah, there's still a lot of ball to be played, but so far, you know, Conley, he needs to play better if they're gonna work themselves into that upper echelon. Uh, I think most people thought that before the year was kind of Clippers, Lakers, and then there's that next group of like Denver, Houston, Utah. I thought Jazz were on that little baby. Yeah, up to that. I thought Utah. Year. I thought Utah was that team outside of those top two, but right now. They're not looking like it. They're looking like just another stepping stone for one of those other teams to kind of beat in the first round. Um, Can I also throw a quick um, rock of coal at the Cavs point guard rotation? Because they are averaging, I think Darius Garland now has the reins as the top assist disher, and it is 2.8 a game. Did you see the Did you see the clip of Kevin Love's three-second violation? No, what was it? Oh, God. You got, there's a video of Kevin Love just planting himself in the paint is anybody on him? He was just open. No, he was he was posting up. He okay. was posting up in the paint, and either Sexton or Garland had the ball on the perimeter, and he put his hand up, and for about three seconds he just stood there, and then the six. This is the game where the Thick has lost by a million points to the Sixers. Oh, okay. And yeah, then the no, the no six. No and then the Sixers bench came, you know, starts shouting out three, three, three. He's still standing there. Two more seconds pass. He's still standing there with his hand up. And the ref finally calls a three second, and he just trots down the court, kind of pointing to himself, saying that that's on me. On me, on me. And he's just pretty much just saying like, I don't get the ball, you know. Dude, pretty much just. They have no like facilitation. Your point guards like Darius Garland is not gonna be like the second coming of like Damian Lillard. He's he's got to be able to like drive and dish. He's he's got too much. He's got too small of a body and like a mindset. He needs to play within himself and know like how he can coordinate his offense granted I mean he can fix these things but it seems like the way we're watching him play he's just like a score first mentality like I don't give a fuck like he should be realistically a shooting guard but he's just too tiny to play that like he's not guarding anybody in the league yeah Cleveland's not a great situation they yeah earlier in the year they they were playing decent style ball actually you know yeah moving moving it playing uh, fast because they got a lot of young guys, but now they all hate Bayline and 
freaking doing yeah it's getting it's, it's getting a little toxic for sure um he's gonna get out of there fast <laughs> yeah it's not great but we'll who, see. You have, who are you giving a lump to my lump goes to a team and a player that i had high expectations for probably the only person because this is a team that doesn't really they, they fly under the radar it's your darling this is i'll give it to the player and the team Aaron Gordon and the Orlando Magic. This, they have been, I know people like to talk about, you know, the Pelicans, they haven't been too good without Zion, and the Blazers, obviously, below 500, people don't expect that, and the Jazz, as we just talked about, but I mean, the Magic were like a solid team last year, especially by the end, they won a crazy hot streak to end the year, they get into the playoffs, they actually take game one against the champion Toronto Raptors, which... DJ Augustine, rest in peace. DJ Augustine, um, Aaron Gordon, who I'm giving my call to, played really well in that series. And they ended up losing the next four, but it was a competitive series where it was... Be- you know, usually when you look at a title team and you look at the first-round matchup, it's usually a sweep yeah. or just a, a series that just goes... Not even close games. Yeah, I mean, game one in Toronto, they took. I don't think that's something to be overlooked. I mean, this is a team that came into this year with some expectation of being towards the top of the East, and they're just... They're, they're looking terrible. Their offense is horrific. They have no playmaking. They have no shooting. Aaron Gordon is trying to be somebody he's not at this point. He's trying to be a dynamic wing score shooter, and at this point, he, he needs to be more of a glue guy who's going to get you, um, you know, close to 20 points, but also get you seven rebounds and five to seven assists any given night. It's just looking ugly in Orlando. It's upsetting because I, I picked them to be a surprise team, a team that could be near the top of the East. And I also picked... You, you thought they were top of the East? I thought they could have been. I thought they could have been. Know, I don't know what I was listening to when you said that, but <laughs> <laughs> that's, that is a surprise and a scare. And I thought... Who, Aaron, who's anchoring that team? Who? I thought Aaron Gordon was going to. I picked Aaron Gordon as a first-time All-Star this year. God, I had Julius Randle as a first-time All-Star. We all make mistakes. <laughs> let's, let's not act like everybody's perfect here. But he's been just anemic. I mean, he's, he's not scoring the ball... Um, he's not passing it like he should be. I mean, he's only averaging three assists, and I, I, th- I think he's a better passer than that. He's capable of more. His shooting is just terrible. He's shooting not even 30% from three. Is he averaging 13 points a game? Yeah, he's averaging 13, three, and seven right now. Good God. It's ugly. It's ugly in Orlando. And I think the bo- there's no reason the Magic should be 12 and 17. Free my man, Aaron Gordon. There's no reason, reason to be free. He's just bad at this point. But yeah, I think the Magic in any in most situations they do not set their players up for success because their coaching staff is all right. Their situation GMs are not good. They they took Aaron Gordon and then the following draft they took Jonathan Isaac. Like, why are you getting something right in his position wheelhouse? Like Jonathan Isaac was obviously going to develop into a power forward as as freaking lanky as he was. Like, why would you take someone? I think they wanted. I think they wanted. I mean, I don't know. I think they wanted Gordon to be their th- their their wing, and they wanted John Lodge to be like their stretch four. Yeah, but Gordon's not a wing. He has no. He doesn't have that kind of dribble ability. He they can't. thought he would develop into it. I thought he might have also. I guess we were wrong. Me and this is why I'm on the front. Maybe I'll get a, maybe I'll get a job with the Magic one day because that's the kind <laughs> you, of you obviously align with their <laughs> thought process. Uh, Isaac's been the only guy that I think has shown some kind of bright spot for uh, Orlando. He's been. He's been good in respect to what he's been doing yeah. the past few seasons, which is nothing because he's been hurt or just not playing. And I think he has some 
I think some I think executives around the league uh, think pretty highly of him from what I hear. That uh Yeah, no, it was like Frank like two years ago, they're like, Oh, he's just such a great defender. Yeah. We'll Scoop see. We'll see who he develops into, but Magic You and, think he's gonna uh, develop uh keep developing on the uh Magic or you think he'll be somewhere else? I mean the Magic they don't have too many asses. I mean it's him and faults at this point, so that is, that's <laughs> desolate. That's so sad. Yeah, it's been a sad year for Lando. I mean they what they, they had a really tough Mobamba. Mobamba. I I, th- I got he I th- got hoes. I think he's two years away from being two years away. <laughs> So that poor, they might as well just scoop up Caboclo at this point. Yeah, he's probably scrounging around in Argentinian league. Um, well, Phil, on the hoop school pod, we like to be inclusive. So we yes, talked we about do. our naughty or nice lists. Let's talk about our Hanukkah lists, and, t- and this is what this is what this means. It, Hanukkah our, embodiment. Our Hanukkah representation list, where we talk about players who have had eight nights. A crazy night. Eight crazy nights of Hanukkah. To honor and this, the great tradition of Hanukkah, with that oil just kept burning for eight crazy nights, and there was dancing and drinks and circumcisions out the wazoo. Oh, God. Yes. <laughs> it doesn't have to be eight particular nights, but there's a player who went on a really, you know... Um, hot stretch. Hot stretch, and I think we both have players that are currently on those hot stretches. Oh, they're, they're riding that high at the um, moment. I'll start, who would you have first? Yeah. Go ahead. I'm going with a guy that... This guy should be an all-star, and um, because of how he's played recently is a big reason why. And that's Spencer Dinwiddie for the Brooklyn Nets. Um, since Kyrie went down, he's been just absolutely shouldering the load for that team. He's been doing everything from scoring to shooting threes, getting to the foul line. He's playmaking. Um, he's playing a good deal of defense on the opposing team's point guards. He's turned the ball over at a lower rate than I think he should be, actually, given how much uh, workload he has. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, you know... A lot of time on the ball. You're right. He's been, he's been doing really nice things there. I've always thought he's a good player. Um, very skilled. He's got great size. In the month of December, 27 points, almost 7 assists on 46% from the field. I mean, you can't ask for much more. From a guy that's uh, gonna you know replace Kyrie Irving because yeah, I mean, no, he's your step up. You, that's that's the moon. You shot for the moon. You're in the stars, baby. Yeah. So, Dinwiddie's that guy for me. He's currently riding that stretch. I mean, it came to a head. You know, he really just gave that peak performance last night um, in a comeback win against the Hawks. He puts up thirty nine six and six, um, eleven for twelve from the foul line. And I saw that game. He was making clutch plays down the stretch. He's a hard player to guard, and he's going to not only make plays for himself, but he's going to make plays for his teammates as well. Yeah, he's just that, like, natural player. Like, everyone just – people – players just have that natural gift where they can just create for themselves. That's not something – something you can work on, but if you can just do that naturally and you can, you've can, you got a large step ahead. Yeah, just, I mean, what a find for the Nets he was. Yeah. Honestly, I mean – I mean, you could, say the Net, you could say that about a lot of things from the Nets. Yeah, they may. Oh, realistically, like two more things, maybe. <laughs> Joe Harris and. Um... Karis Levert? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> but, yeah, hats off to the Nets. Just one more great find. I mean, would you agree that he's an all star, though? I think so. I mean, I yeah. hope so. He's a good guy. I mean, season, he has a lot of season averages of about 23 and 6 on a team that's over 500. I in mean, the East, so. In the East. Somebody's got to go. Yeah. From the Nets, realistically, somebody's got to go. Kyrie will probably get the vote in. Yeah, that's the thing. He might get that that starter so vote. He, yeah, he, so he might get. Dead. But if he honestly, uh, and what's he the cat or the Nets six? The Nets are the seven right now, I believe. Yeah, if they could get up before uh, the yeah. All Star break, if they could get up to the five four range, realistically, it wouldn't be out of the realm to send two All Stars. 
Yeah. Because, I mean, yeah, I know I mean, it's it, numbers, it but sometimes bit... they really have that weird political shit going on. No, absolutely. It's all but... politics. Regardless, Dinwiddie's been very impressive, and... That's what my cousin said. We didn't make the basketball team. He said it's all politics. Oh, uh, yeah. He's a fucking loser. That's a good excuse. Yeah, I know. Well, who you got? Who's who's had, who's had to make crazy nights? I got Deviante Graham. All right. He's been... He's he's had a slow past, like, maybe three or four games ago. He had a little slow streak, but he's he's churning up now. He was ri- he was riding off maybe, I think, he two had six plus threes 30 today, games. Yeah, six threes today. Yeah. The past two games, I think he was plus 30. He's just showing out, and he's just making the Hornets actually relevant, which is not what we saw at all. Me, personally, I thought the Hornets were going to be, like, bottom feeders, bottom of the barrel. But... For some reason, I mean, they were like, nah, Terry Rozier is going to fix it. We'll be fine. Now no one even cares about Terry Rozier. He's probably so pissed he signed his contract there because he was like, I'm going to be that boy. I'm going to be getting buckets. And he's still getting his money. And he, no, he's, and he, he's money. playing okay still. He's no, playing no, okay. He's playing well, but like, would you rather start a – this is a sad scenario, but would you rather start a <clears throat> team with Deviante Graham or Terry Rozier? calling him Deviante still? What? Are you calling him Deviante still? Deviante. Devante. Devante. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, Devante. I mean, yeah. I, mean, I like Deviante just because it's fun to say. That sounds kind of cool. He's got a cool name. He's got a, he's got an apostrophe in. There's a lot going on with his name. Devante. Yeah. Um, Deviante. You can call anyway, him, call him whatever you want. Um, call him Graham Cracker. You never answer my question. I would. No, anyway, I mean, I would take Devante. I, I would take Graham because he's. Yeah, I mean, he's just a better version of Terror Razier. He's got that. He's got that more modern game. Um, I mean, I, remember, I used to watch. I saw him all the time in college. He played four years for Kansas. Yeah. Um, I just. I didn't I, think he was gonna be this. Good. Yeah, I mean, what it came down to is he's really just developed as a really lethal shooter. Yeah. I mean, he's he'll shoot from anywhere. He has. He's always he had has a tight r- handle. He's always been a great facilitator. Yeah, he's just like a solid player. He's always yeah. a solid player, but his range is crazy. He takes a lot of threes. The other team knows he's taking threes, and he still hits them. So. He's still when banging you, them out. When you do that, um, and he, most of his shots are threes. Um, yeah. So. Side note, for um. Uh, for Devontae Graham, uh, he was hitting big shots. He literally just loves sprinting down the court, pull up immediately for like deep range three. He did that in the Knicks, I think, three or four times. Yeah, that's, that's how he won the game. Yeah, I know that's how he won the game, and he did that like a bunch of times before. And I was like, oh, they're just gonna do it again. All right. Bye. Yeah, yeah, he's got a really fluent jumper, um, really quick release. Can't fault that pick. Um, also, shout out to Kyle Lowry, who oh, in Pascal Siakam's absence has. Really, I'm putting up. on a tip. The boomer is booming. Yeah, today, a crazy 30-point comeback for the Raptors against the Mavericks. Um, Lowry puts up 32 points. Poor Luka. I believe, be so yeah, 10 assists, 8 boards. Uh, he made 5 threes. Um, Toronto's just one of those teams that keeps on winning. 20 points in the fourth. Yeah. Um, Big time. You know, Siakam went down. They hit a little rough patch, but they're they're back into it. They've won. They're in the last five. Um yeah, shout out Lowry. You know, I think I think people kind of wrote him off. That's pe- probably why people didn't have the Raptors being as good as they are right now. But he's just a very solid player. He makes the right play, hits yeah, shots. No. People thought he was going to be freaking. He wasn't that good in the playoffs, but I mean, he turned it on and he absolutely burned Demarcus Cousins every time he set up for that pick and just switched. Yeah, he still he still can play. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, all right, Phil. So. We got some of our Christmas and our Hanukkah stuff out of the way. Mm-hmm. Um, it was another week in the NBA. Some interesting things yes, happened. It is indeed. Um, any big oh, takeaway? What's up? One more um, Christmas-related thing. Okay. Uh, best Christmas Day game. 
True. We should talk about the Christmas Day games. Um, I think this one's pretty obvious. But the it, I think it's obvious that's that's. Do you not think it's Clippers Lakers? It's gotta be Clippers Lakers. I'm just right? saying. I, All right. Maybe you had some. No, different... of course you gotta do your due diligence. I mean, it's Clippers Lakers for me, but LeBron's missing tonight's game. Um, he'll be. He's he's raring up. For hopefully, he's there's been home with the freaking. There's been. Have you noticed the uh, those like passive aggressive remarks made between the Clippers and the Lakers? By the way, about Doc Rivers was saying. Oh yeah, yeah. Doc, um. Inter- Somebody on the Lakers made some. Um, I forget. There's some remark made about the Clippers resting their players. Then Doc Rivers, um, kind of responded saying the Lakers, you know, they do things that they do. Um, whatever. But uh, imagine if LeBron kind of, you know, does it like a passive aggressive yeah. move and doesn't play on Christmas Day. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past him. There's no way. I bet LeBron's gonna play and he's gonna go. He's gonna go hard o three thousand. Yeah. Uh, Clippers Lakers is the game of the day, but. Bucks Sixers. Yeah, there's a lot of also gonna be there's fun. a lot of lull games. Um, um I've I just mean, the 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 Milwaukee Philly will be good. Uh, Rockets Golden State will be boring. Same with New yeah. Orleans Denver. Yeah. Um, Celtics Toronto me. Yeah, it's gonna be. I mean, we we got <coughs> the Milwaukee Philly and then Clippers Lakers. Those are the two primetime matches. Milwaukee Philly. I think we got. Listen, as bad as you know, we're gonna talk about it in a second, but Philly's been struggling, but. I still think most people have Philly and Milwaukee being the teams at the end of the day in the East. Yeah, I still think Philly's going to beat Milwaukee. Just is what it is. All right, well. Um, Al, Hor- Al Horford, <laughs> I'll say it once, I'll say it again. Al Horford is a elite. Giannis Antetokounmpo and Ben Simmons stopper, and he only has to stop one of them. So are, you gonna, are, you, are we going to see? Are, will you, um, can, I get, can I get a prediction for you that the Sixers are going to beat the Bucks on Christmas then? Christmas. Um, would you like to put a wager on it? Sure. Yeah, there you go. I'm going to... What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do that we can post a video on tw- on our Twitter of what you will do a when, video. when the Sixers beat the Bucks? No money. This is this is all for fun. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do a cinnamon challenge? Okay. Yeah. There we <laughs> yeah. Go. yeah. Do a cinnamon challenge. Just <laughs> sure. Right off the bat, just shooting shit. Okay. Sure. We could do that. There you um, go. And likewise for you. I'll do the ice bucket challenge because we're going all the way. All right. Back. In the cold. In the cold. Yeah, that's fine. All right. Um, I got the Bucks. You'll take the Sixers. I'll have I'll have your Frank Milikina jersey shirt on. Oh God! <laughs> All right. I'll yeah. I'll definitely wear the shirt. Um, if I have to do the challenge as well. But sure. Um, Bucks Sixers. That'll be a good one. Um, Clippers Lakers. As long as LeBron plays, should be fun as well. So. Yeah. No. Um, Could be interesting even though. Yeah, but um, let's talk about the Sixers this past week, though. Sure. So the Sixers. I think that was my biggest takeaway from this past week. They beat the Wizards last night. Who cares? Did you see but, the IT thing? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I don't want it. The kid just wanted a frosty. Yeah. Don't we all? Uh, he, got, he, go got suspended. he got suspended two games. Yeah, the kid got just suspended for like a year of games. Did he? Yeah. Whenever I go to Sixers games, I always I always do boo very loudly because I do want a frosty, but I've never gotten it. But there's places like Atlanta, they do better prizes. Like you get a freaking a Chick-fil-A sandwich. Yeah. Peace home, Mrs. Two Prethers. I'd rather have a Chick-fil-A sandwich than a fucking frosty. Frosties are literally... Are they even a dollar? I think they're, like, they're not even a dollar. Like, you can get them for free. <laughs> you, they li- if you have a frosty like little tag keychain, which costs two dollars, you get free frosties for a year, and you go back and get another one. Yeah. I want your play sandwich. Yeah, no, that's kind of lame. Whatever. That's not. It's whatever. Um. Anyway, so the Sixers, they beat the Wizards last night. Man, whatever. But they lost three games before that. Um, I watched most of the Sixers Mavericks game and. 
I don't know, Phil. I know you're a big Sixers guy. I see some things that worry me with this Philadelphia. Oh, they're definitely scares. Their offense in particular. Um, Joel Embiid, he's going to have his games as always where he overpowers the other team. He's still, a, at times, the best big man in the NBA, I think. He's dominant. He has the ability to be. Um, but the their, their offense still, it doesn't seem like they have a rhyme or reason sometimes. I don't see that many plays where I'm like, oh, there's that Philly offense. It's just kind of it's clunky. I don't know Brett exactly. Brown's, Brett Brown's beautifully uh, created cluster. I don't know what their identity is. They don't have a lot of playmaking. Ben Simmons still looks completely lost in the half court at times. Um, you got to attribute that to one Ben Simmons not working on like parts of his game he should be, and Brett Brown just as a coach. Okay. He's, I mean, we've talked about before. There's rah rah and there's X's and O's, and he is just like exclusively like a rah rah. He's telling Landry Shamit to load the fuck up, brother. <laughs> And that's it. Back when he played. Back he has, when he yeah, Back when he was there. Yeah. But you know what I mean. You've, heard, yeah. you've seen the video. I'm sure yes. all of our devout mm-hmm. listeners have seen that kind of hoop scoop stuff. <laughs> anyway, um, he's just a rah-rah guy. He's not X's and O's. And with the talent they have, like if you have that kind of talent but they don't fit well, you need that X's and O guy that can yes. put it together and put Simmons in situations where he succeeds mm-hmm. as well as Embiid. And sometimes it's not together. Sometimes it is together and how they work together. Okay, well, you tell me then. Why are you still confident in this Philadelphia team? Why do you still think that they're going to win the East? Honestly, I just think they have so many good bodies. No one is... Think about it like this. In this series of Bucks and Sixers, Giannis is number one. MB two. Simmons, three. Horford, four? I don't even know about that, though. Who? Who? I would rather have Chris Middleton on my team than Ben Simmons. You think you'd rather have Chris Middleton than Ben Simmons? Yes. Just outright? I don't think so. Me personally, I think Giannis and then probably four or five spots. Also, Al Horford is not uh, – Al Horford's still a good player, but he's not having the impact that he had last year with Boston. I they're not. I think, they're I think not finding him in the mid-range like they used to. I mean, I don't know. That's just me. Like, I, I'm not – when I'm watching the game, I'm not seeing that many great looks for Al Horford as I have in previous years. Not, like, Al no, Horford, right. you know, he's they not don't have – the touches, but he's not – able to with such like vast amounts of players now like i mean Kyrie Kyrie wasn't there when they were at the end last season he was getting all those mid ranges in the postseason he was hurt he wasn't playing oh Kyrie, Kyrie? well he's playing in the postseason well i mean before that never mind Sorry. Two, two seasons ago yeah like he wasn't he wasn't playing and it was al horford getting all those mid ranges really like wow al horford's just a perfect piece like a complimentary piece for any like playoff contender yeah i still like him as a player i just don't see any fluidity with this team. Like I get like yes, does if you look at starting five or starting five, Milwaukee's is definitely inferior to Philadelphia's. But And then you go into the bench. You got Josh Richardson depending on lineup. You I got think, I think Richardson's gonna be a starter. I think he's been starting. He does start sometimes, sometimes it's Tobias Harris, sometimes they put a little element of something else in. Sometimes They've liked putting Matisse Thibel in at the at the two, so then Josh Richardson runs the second unit, or Tobias Harris runs that second unit. But think about it, like Matisse Thibel is a perfect complementary piece. All they need is shooting, like that, like that lovely run they had with Marco Bellinelli and Ersan Ilyasova. Ilyasova, yes. Ilyasova, <laughs> and they just had a beautiful run where they were just like the cutesy team that was just pulling jack and trays all the time because their stars couldn't. If they can get that kind of reinforcement from players, they'll be unstoppable in the playoffs. Okay, if you say so. Um, the, this, is a, this is a big year for Philadelphia. Um, it is. Once they gave Tobias Harris that contract... And Simmons. It was, and Simmons, you know, it was, it was win-now mode. Um, 
we could talk about you had some some gripes with Simmons over the week. I ha- I've were... all, I've had gripes with Simmons, and I think that I think if I'm Philadelphia, and this is just this is me. This is coming from a not a person who's never been a huge fan. But of Simmons or Simmons? of of Simmons. Okay. I've just I haven't especially for this Philadelphia team because I just don't think he's what they need right now. Um, I would make calls. I would make calls to teams. Can I ask you? Or maybe a, just accept calls. Can I ask you a floater possibility off the top of the dome? Um, just off the top of the dome. Um, I would see. It, I, I can't think of one. Like realistically, what team needs his skill set? Like I would need well, to go. They would. Home. It's not. I don't even know because he's such a weird skill set. I think it's. I think yeah. it would just be a team that could that would just want a young player with a with so much raw ability. Um, That's what I, I'm thinking because like I look at maybe does is is there a New Orleans package with Drew Holiday, or are you selling too low on Simmons? I don't know. I mean, realistically, if the Sixers think their window is that short and they need just immediate impact. Drew Holiday would probably be their best thing they could get in the market. The salaries would match. Yeah. Um, and is they there, probably have to fluff it up with, like, somebody. Would Would Washington entertain a deal with Bradley Beal? Would they entertain that a deal? Would, no, that's interesting. They would definitely entertain and a they, deal. And they turn Bradley Beal into kind of like a pseudo-point guard, which I think he's capable of doing. Yeah, no, Bradley Beal has shown yeah. all of last year he's very exactly. good at being a fake, fake point guard. Fake, fake point guard. <laughs> but I think he can do it. Um, I th- I think he'd be a better fit. Um, listen, I'm maybe I'm sounding crazy here, but I don't. I just don't think like this is what they need right now. They need they need a perimeter guard who's going to be a playmaker, so, and an outside score. Yeah, in the, in, they need that in the half court especially. We've seen Simmons do. You know, he can get the ball and he could take the ball in transition and make a lot of plays, but. I mean, he get in the half court. I don't know what the hell he does. I don't know. He hangs. He hangs. No bangs. He just he floats around. He shuffles around the lane. He looks for offensive rebounds. It's all like he's practically useless. They can't talk him down at the block. Embiid's already there. Exactly. He's not going out in the fucking three. So listen, I think this is a big year for Philadelphia. Um, we'll see though. That's just my two cents on the whole issue. Well, that concludes another episode of the Hoop Scoop Pod. My name is Nate with my pod pal, Phil. It's bowl time, baby. It's bowl time, baby, and that will do that. So if you guys like our content, follow us on Twitter at Hoop Scoop Pod. Listen to our podcast on all Smash that like button. platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all of them. or the Anchor app. And as always, catch us next week for another scoop. If you're feeling nice, listen to it twice. Of the Hoop.